0: The sports, the sports
1: dance Day. Hey everyone and welcome to the Sports Dance. My name is Greg and with me, we didn't include him in any trade packages. Don't worry Paul is staying with this show. We might be adding other superstars but he is here to stay for the long haul. It's none other than Paul. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I can't believe they didn't make me part of the 14-way move.
1: I know it was shocking. I was shocked. I personally demanded that you be removed and they were like, "No, he's part of the future." And I was like, "All right, fine. He's a fixture, baby. He's just, a fixture." Just kidding. I would never trade you away. You're you're the glue that keeps this team together.
0: I'm holding out. I'm holding out. I want some say in the decisions around here.
1: Okay. We will don't worry. If you're like Kevin Durant, apparently you might get your way. So, But we're going to touch on NBA in a few minutes. First, we're going to talk football. This show is basically going to be all NFL playoffs, all NBA trades. That's really the big things going on right now. We're going to touch on them, especially since the James Harden trade that we're alluding to happened just hours before we started the show. So we're one of the first people, especially podcast world, getting this out there of our stance on it all. But first, the NFL. Oh, uh, I <laughs> almost had NBA playoffs. That one I've been right. The NFL playoffs have kicked off super wildcard weekend, I lived up to the name. It was definitely super jam-packed with very good games. None of the games I would say really were that disappointing. They all had something going their way. Even the Saints-Bears, not so exciting game itself. But being on Nickelodeon made it exciting, and we'll get to that. First, though, we'll start on the Saturday games, Paul, where you had your lock of the week. But before we got to that, we had the Bills and the Colts in a game that basically everything went the Colts' way, including the very end where it should have been a fumble called, but they said it was not, that kept their fourth quarter, last second-ditch effort alive. And Phillip Rivers couldn't hit. He... Doesn't miss when it comes to making a kid, but he does miss when it comes to winning a game.
0: Well, what is it? Nine or 13 or 106? How many? I don't know.
1: 13 going on 30? Or is that the movie?
0: Whew. Oh, baby.
1: Yeah, the After Bills his out.
0: career in football, he can have a TV show about, oh my God, you did what?
1: <laughs> but hey, Bill's come away with it. That's good for me. That was who my Super Bowl prediction was. Skin of their teeth. First win by the Bills in the playoffs in a long time. They've they've been uh, searching for one for a while. I think it was 25 years. I think it was 25 I think 95 or so was the last time. Ooh. That seems that's, like That's impossible. a long time. That seems impossible. What what happened in that division like did one team just absolutely dominate for 20 years?
0: It's kind of like Bizarro World in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's backwards.
1: It is. But hey, the Bills won they walked away with it in the with the W, Bills Mafia very happy. It was a good game, though. Got to say that. The only so downside you know, is
0: I'm, root- I'm rooting for the Bills, the only New York team, right?
1: You're rooting for the Bills up until a certain point.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That's yeah. true. The Chiefs have to beat the Bills. That's
1: yes. That's that for you. For it to work for you. Yes. <laughs> the next game we had was Rams Seahawks. Honestly, out of all the games this weekend, this was the one I least cared about. I'm not gonna lie. It just it didn't, didn't get watch anything it, going for me. Greg,
0: I didn't watch it.
1: I watched I, the beginning of it. I saw Walford get obliterated. You know, two quarterbacks two years in a row getting hit in the head. Dirty hits, you could say. Taking them out of the game by the Seattle Seahawks. Last year it was Carson Wentz getting knocked out. This year it's Walford. And Jared Goff with his broken thumb had to come in and finish the game after in like the first quarter. And they still won. You went up against a quarterback who literally had thumb surgery a week ago and you couldn't – all they were going to do was run the ball. Cam Akers ran it, ran it well. They couldn't stop it in Seattle. Russ Wilson went from MVP the first seven weeks to complete dud in the final second (laughs) half of the season. Like, give it all up to God, as he always says, but God was apparently on the Rams' side.
0: I think – to have a guy come in that can't throw the ball and run the ball and you can't take him out.
1: I mean you don't you, deserve it. The guy giving turnovers was Russell Wilson. He gave up a pick six. Like, I don't I don't know what happened to that team. They have two of the top receivers in the league. They have a decent run game. They should easily the Rams defense is no joke though. So Aaron Rodgers has his hands full this week and will again. Foreshadowing, we'll touch on that too. Don't worry. And then, last but not least, on Saturday was your boy Tom Brady, your lock of the week. They were a ten-point favorite. It seemed like it was a pretty secure lock. I mean, it's the Washington football team. Hours before the game, you find out Alex Smith won't be playing. You have Hanky Heineke, Hanky Heinkin. How Heineke. do you say his Heineke. name? Heineke. Taylor Heineke.
0: Heineke. Heineke.
1: Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Whatever his name is, coming. Absolutely balled out as the youngins say and almost gave Tom Brady his first loss in the NFC playoffs. Like it, it looked a little sketchy there at first. I was getting nervous. They didn't they didn't cover, but you got at least your our play our Super Bowl playoff pick for the NFC East or East, not the NFC East, the NFC, the Bucks beating the NFC East team shocker coming out by the skin of their teeth because eight points isn't that much when it's the Washington football team who's on their fifth string practice squad quarterback. The
0: game was a lot closer than it even seems. I mean, they really held he, he held his own that kid.
1: Yeah, he did. And then at one point it looked like they were going to have to bring in the backup for him. And Oh yeah, know, he got whacked. His shoulder, I, I think he may have like I honestly think like his left shoulder was like dead, like he had no feeling in it because it was wrapped. He didn't look like it was really helping out in any sort of way, but I mean... Yeah,
0: they took him off the field. They took him in for an x-ray. He came you know, the, the poor bastard that, uh, number six, I don't even know his name, is warming up, throwing the ball, and he's like, oh my god, I
1: can't believe this is Mott's, happening. Mott's, Mott's, more, something along that line. But yeah, uh, Tampa Bay, at least, they got the W. That's what matters. Yeah. So, I've Tom moves on to the History Channel game (laughs) because we also have on Sunday, Ravens-Titans complete snore fest in my mind. I mean, you had a few exciting plays by Lamar Jackson. Derrick Henry was nowhere to be found, which apparently meant the Titans' offense was nowhere to be found. That game, I mean, there's not much to say. Lamar Jackson did what he does. He scrambled. He passed for like 150 yards, but then he also ran for like 150 yards. He is what he is. I can't wait to see. There's a chance of snow in Buffalo this week. He's never played in the snow in his life.
0: That is a beautiful thing.
1: That's good for you. For Buffalo, that is a beautiful thing. That's good for you. It is. Then the game that was the most exciting visually this weekend was the Saints and Bears. It was on Nickelodeon. It was also on CBS, but who cares? It was on Nickelodeon. Team scored their slime cannons being projected on the field. Like There was fire coming off of players when they were running, smoke. You got to find out like what their favorite ice cream flavors were. It was fun. They also had young Sheldon popping up when there was a penalty, explaining what the penalty was in the most layman terms possible. So even if you were just a five-year-old child, you were like, I now know what pass interference is. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you. I hope you watched it. it it was
0: a good game. And, and I, you know, it's funny. I watched, uh, I watched Michael Strahan was watching the game with his family and apparently everybody at ABC was watching it with their family and they all got a big kick out of it. It so- was a great.
1: It was awesome to watch. I mean, it made one me feel nostalgic. Cause it kind of reminded me of like the things they used to do in the nineties. I was kind of waiting for like random people from the nineties shows to pop up and be like football is, and go with like an, all that, uh, Pierre Escargot sitting in a bathtub explaining like what the flags on the field meant, but kids today wouldn't know what that means. You don't even know what that means. You know what? It
0: kind of made it, it <laughs> makes it a family. Eddie.
1: It was, I feel like the NFL should do that. What every week, one game, if they could. I mean, I guess kids probably wouldn't care as much, but dads would love the fact that if they could be like, Oh no, honey, we're going to watch Nickelodeon's version of the football game. The kids will have fun with it. They had SpongeBob's face projected on the field goal post when they went to kick. Like, it was a good time.
0: You know what? What's the difference for dad watching it, or the football fan? If the kids are having a good time, it's probably one of the only times they've had a good time watching the game as a family. And it doesn't, well, I guess it might, it might, it won't deter from everyone watching it, but it might be a little distracting.
1: Yeah. but Even I know what slime is. Yeah, well, I'm glad to know. By the way, Paul, real quick side part of this game conversation. With the Nickelodeon game, there was also the NVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. And I just want to let you know, this is why kids probably shouldn't have a vote yet. Like, we shouldn't lower the voting age because the winner of the first Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award was Mitchell Trubisky, who was on the losing Bears team who only put up nine points offensively? Kind of bad when the guy runs away with. He had fifty percent of the vote. But besides him winning that, I feel like I've heard some rumors that he might. The MVP could be coming to Foxborough. Speechless, Patriot. Be That's how exciting you
0: are. It, it has to be better than Fig Newton. <laughs> Ooh.
1: I mean probably yeah. Overall, he at least has pocket awareness. Like he would see the guy coming at him and know to throw it or move. Whereas I feel like Cam Newton plenty yeah. of times is just like, "Oh, you're going to try to sack me? Oh, okay. I'm going to hold on to the ball. I'm but I'm going to hold it out here. Like just watch for it. Maybe try to hit it away."
0: <laughs> so, you think that'll happen?
1: Maybe it could. I mean, you never know. Bill Belichick Got to get somebody Bill Belichick quarterback situation shambles. I don't know what's going to happen there. I do know though that there was a game this weekend that shocked everybody, and it was the Cleveland Browns, the gray, oh the gray faceless Browns, as Juju Smith said, the same old Browns. Things you shouldn't say before the playoff game has been played came into Pittsburgh and before the first quarter was even over it was 28 nothing they go on to win 48-37 four interceptions is
0: it me i don't know it it's everybody terrible. we were all speechless it it was it was hey you know what you called that didn't you you called the browns
1: no i called i was hoping the bears upset the saints and it would it did not go well I said I hope the Browns win. Um, I I went with the Browns, like of like in spirit of the, I hope they win, not thinking they would. But the Steelers might go down as the worst team to ever start an eleven and zero. They went eleven and zero and then one and five the rest of the way. Think about
0: that. Wasn't very exciting. Um, it was
1: watching. The I always comeback. like to see.
0: I like to see underdogs win.
1: Oh, I do too. Now they have to face the Chiefs, and the Pittsburgh Steeler guys can't let it go. Now, here's the other thing with this game. So, one, great for Cleveland, great win for them. Juju Smith talked ahead of the game, giving all the motivation Cleveland needed. They were also without their head coach calling games, which funny side story. I don't know if you heard this, but Kevin Stefanski watched the game in his basement without his cell phone on because he had COVID. He didn't want any cell phone distractions, people texting him about the game while he's watching it. He had paused the TV in his basement for like 30 seconds, not realizing it. And then forgot to like fast forward and catch up to the live. So the game had started. He didn't realize this. The first play of the game was Pittsburgh snapping it over Roethlisberger's head into the end zone for a touchdown. He didn't know that was happening. He heard his family freaking out upstairs. And he was like, I knew something was happening, something big. And then they scored, and then he realized he was on a delay and caught up so he could watch it live, so he wasn't then surprised by reactions upstairs.
0: Ben looks like he's going to burst out of his helmet.
1: Yeah, he's a big guy.
0: He is. He's a big guy. And uh...
1: Do you think he retires? By the way, I like how you had no reaction to the fact that Kevin Stefanski pulled like the ultimate dad technology move where he didn't realize he had messed up something technologically and was delayed. (laughs) I felt like you would have had a
0: connection. Oh, I have a big connection. I'm not, I'm not acting shocked in any way, shape or form. I'm a guy that pushes the live button on my television at least three times a night. I get a look across the room with my technology. I push that button and I'm supposed to be pushing the guide button and I'm pushing live. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I, I get looked at like I'm not very technically astute. So I relate. I do relate. Not Mm -hmm. shocked in any way, shape, or form. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Do you think Ben Roethlisberger retires?
0: I hate to see a guy go out losing, but I think he goes.
1: I don't know. Do you think he needs the money? No, he doesn't need the money, but I think he's got one year left. I think he maybe tries to run it back just next year, say it's my final year. Hopefully everybody's healthy because they did have a few guys injured. They had some big defensive guys injured. Maybe that makes the difference moving forward. I don't know. But I think, I think he runs it back for the one more year, gets his $34 million or whatever it is that he's guaranteed, and, and rides off into the sunset knowing that he's done and knows that he leaves it all out on the field. But who knows? He was crying on the bench, so maybe that was a sign of I'm done. I'm sad. This was my last game, and
0: can't do it anymore.
1: Lost to Cleveland. I mean,
0: after. they get 34 million.
1: He also has dominated Cleveland his entire career. It was his third loss ever to them. And they're in the division, so they played twice a year. So that's plenty of games in his career that he has won. Feel
0: like, you, feel like you let your team down?
1: I mean, yeah, you threw four interceptions, so you should.
0: Is it time? I think it's time.
1: Uh, but they don't really have a backup a plan there.
0: No, it, it, it sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, I think they come. I think they try to convince them come back one more year. They draft somebody that they think could be the next guy. He gets a year under Ben and then takes over. That's how you gotta do it. I think you try to convince them, hey, thirty-four million dollars. Come back one more year. One more year.
0: Why not? That's right? it. Thirty-four million. There's the trust fund for the kids. You've got you got weapons. That's, you, that's it.
1: You know you've got your offensive weapons. You've got at least Deontay Johnson and Claypool coming back. Juju's a free agent. We'll see what happens with him, but we'll see what happens. But so those were the division uh, wildcard weekend games. Now we're up to the division round. And, Paul, we got four games. We'll start with Saturdays. Rams, Packers, Lambeau Field. Who are you going with and why?
0: Going with the pack with um going with the Packers, it's a home game. Weather is coming in this weekend. It's going to be cold as a bitch, and you got the Rams coming in. Um, weather advantage, and that's it. That's my prediction.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. I I want to so badly pick the Rams because I feel like their defense is going to do well, but lambo field it's going to be cold how does a surgically repaired thumb hold up in that it's not going to it's going to be stiff
0: and that, it's not cold it's painful
1: cold. exactly <laughs> and that is going to be a stiff thumb that he has so they're going to rely heavily on cam makers once again most likely and i'm sure he'll put up around 100 yards because he'll just get that many carries that he'll get there they might score once or twice green bay packer is Defense isn't bad. Their secondary is pretty good. They'll hold down Woods and Cup because I don't even know if Cup's playing. He kind of hurt his knee in the last game. So we'll see what, how, if he's 100% or not. So I'm going to say Packers win, but I don't think it's a huge scoring game. I feel like it's a, like that 2013 reigns that we saw the Titans and Ravens in. I don't boring. think it's going to be, it's going to be boring, but. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a typical Lambo playoff winter game where it's just down dirty, lots of punts, lots of cold bitter making a difference in this game. But I think Packers win it out. Next game we have also another. It's apparently Saturday is apparently the day of the cold because we have the Ravens and Bills in Buffalo, where, like I said before, it might snow, and Lamar Jackson has never ever played in the snow he was quoted as saying the only thing i've ever done in the snow was at louisville i had snowball fights and that's a little different than playing football in the snow
0: it is and people might think it's not but what a major advantage what a major advantage and i know that you're pulling for them and i hope they win because uh it's not that they're going all the way because you know how i feel about that but the only New York team should go a little bit further.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm going with the Bills in this game too. I think the cold, the weather plays an advantage role in their favor. Josh Allen also is essentially a Lamar Jackson that can throw it much better. Allen can run for 70, 80 yards in a game at times, but he can also throw it for 350 yards on top of that. They have the offensive weapons to deal with the Ravens defense. The Ravens offense, if the run games get shut down, they really can't throw all over the field and have a field day with that. They, it's just not in their DNA to do that. So if they get down by 10 or two touchdowns in this game, it's game over. That's why I'm also making this game my lock of the week. Bills are favored right now. The spread is 2.5. I think the Bills walk away with this as a 10-point winner at least. I'm going in the range of like 27-17. That's what I'm saying. Not the exact points, but the spread. So that is my lock for the week, Bills-Ravens. We're on to Sunday, where we have the underdog Brownies versus the Chiefs. Paul, I'm going to go first on this one. Chiefs are going to win, but (laughs) this game is going to be a lot closer then I think people realize the Browns could surprise us again. I wouldn't be shocked. I saw an offense comparison today that said the Browns have scored 40 points this year, four times, four games, 40 plus points. Chiefs have only done that once 50 yard plus pit plays. The Browns have had four. The chiefs have had two. So when it comes to offensive explosions, it's more likely the Browns to do it than the chiefs. Both don't have outstanding defenses. They have outstanding defensive players. I think this might be a high scoring game, though, and people aren't going to see it coming. I think it's going to be like a 35 28 style game where it's just back and forth all game. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the Browns win, but I feel like the Chiefs somehow, some way, like they've done all year, pull it out.
0: I, I think that. The Chiefs pull it out. I think Mahomes does it. I agree with you. the The Browns have momentum coming in. I think they've got a lot going for them. Closer game, high scoring, exciting game. Chiefs pull it off. Yeah, they have to because also part of my Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, of course. That's why I like how that's like the only reason you're <laughs> making these predictions.
0: No, no, hey. I they're going to go all the way. There's nothing that's going to come, come, come out of the woodwork.
1: Probably not. Then last, but not least, we have our history channel game of the week. That is Tom Brady, Drew Brees. So we don't have a game on Nickelodeon, but this game might as well be on the history channel where aliens can take place and watch because these two guys are out of this world. In age and what they have done in their careers on the field, but Paul, who do you have? Because I have an inkling this might be again the Bucks might be your lock of the week.
0: The Bucks are the lock of the week, by three, right?
1: By three, that's my well, lock. The Saints think... are favored by three, so you're just saying Bucks yep. outright win.
0: Yep, Bucks outright win. I, I the Bucks take it. It's not just it's not a it's it's not a, a lock on the points on the spread. I think. It's comical. I think Tom Brady's showing a little bit of his personality that he never showed in the 20 years that he was in New England. He's got a meme on his, uh, his Twitter page, with him with a beard, the big gray beard, and Drew Brees uh, bald and with, with a gray beard. And, and yeah, it, it's just poking fun at themselves. And by the way, it fills seats and sells tickets and gets advertising. And I'm sure all that doesn't hurt, but exciting game. That will be a game to watch. And for no other reason to watch the old men get out there. Um, so one thing they talked about this weekend, you know, Tom Brady threw that um, touchdown pass. Oldest player to throw a touchdown down pass in the playoffs. Another record this guy breaks, right? Because he breaks yep. records. That's what he does. So George Blander. So they put the two of them side by side on a scre- split screen. George Blander was, I think, probably 48 in the picture. Tom Brady's 42. Tom Brady can age 20 more years and he's going to look younger than George Blanda. George Blanda, and they said it right on the TV show. George Blanda's on the sidelines when he's playing, smoking a cigarette in between plays, uh, you know, when, when, when he's not on the field. Times have changed. Tom Brady's having avocado ice cream and taking care of himself. He looked like he could literally be his son, and I'd go as far as to say his grandson, in that split screen. Comical. And I said... Jesus, maybe he does go five more years.
1: might. You never know. But yeah, I mean, the joke has been Nickelodeon had last week's game. History Channel gets this week's game. It's a funny thing to say. Even Tom Brady himself, I saw Frank Caliendo did a Morgan Freeman voiceover of the game. And I mean, they're going to have fun with it. But at the same time, I agree with you, though. I think the Bucks win this game, obviously, again, Super Bowl picks. So the question is, how confident are you with your Super Bowl picks right now? You have your Chiefs, you have your Bucs on a scale of one to ten. How confident are you?
0: I think I'm I'm a 10. I think that's who goes.
1: Okay. I'm an I am a solid 7.8. I'm going decimal points here. I believe in the Bills. <laughs> the Bucks make me nervous because they are 0-2 against the Saints this year. So Tom Brady has had two of his worst games this year against the Saints. I can't imagine a team takes Brady out three games in a year. I just can't see it happening. So that's why I'm going with the Bucks, but there is that little bit of hesitation. By the way, if you're hesitant about locking in our picks, don't worry about it. Make sure you check out this quick message from my bookie. The NFL playoffs are here. The NBA is in full swing and the NHL just start it back up. There is no better time than now to join MyBookie. That is right. MyBookie is the place to go. And 12 On Sports is going to give you the promo code for them to match up to your first $1,000 deposit. They match it up to $1,000. You can't beat that. MyBookie.ag. Go there. Use promo code 12 ounce sports. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. All caps. No spaces. Get your head in the game. Get your money in the game. Get money back at my bookie. Again, promo code 12 sports. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. Get in it now. But always remember, gamble responsibly. Like I said, always gamble responsibly. Paul, we have one other thing we need to talk about in the NFL before moving on to the NBA. It hits a little close to home. For me, not you, because you have a coach that's just been there forever, and it doesn't seem to matter what he does, he gets to stay. My coach, on the other hand, Doug Peterson of the Eagles, was fired this week because simply after talking a bunch to Jeff Lurie and giving him his pitch for what he sees as the Eagles' future, it just wasn't apparently what Jeff Lurie was looking for. Five years, one Super Bowl, I mean, it's not looking – good for the eagles moving forward they kept howie roseman i figured he was the next axe to drop he was not disappointing for me but now the eagles head coaching search begins what this does seem to mean is carson wentz will be the starting quarterback next year because my guess is they said hey do you want carson back next year and peterson said no and they said wrong answer see you doggie thanks for the super Bowl. <laughs> sayonara
0: Here's your what hat mean, and go, What's your hurry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I get it to an extent. I know you probably don't have tons to say on this, but I'll let you go first before I give my like three minute rant before we move on to some NBA talk.
0: <laughs> I said it, right? Leadership, you got Carson Wentz that comes in. Carson Wentz takes the blame. They let him. And I think ownership made the decision that day. Coaches out, Wentz is the man.
1: That's said, my take. Jeff Lurie said he has been in discussions for a few weeks with Peterson about the future. So, clearly this was something in the back of their head after how the season went. Um I figured like I said you probably would have got to have like a 10 second thing cuz being the resident Eagle fan, clearly I am the one to go to here. But yeah, so I was shocked but not shocked with this move. It kind of seemed like the writing was on the wall, especially after the move at the end of the game against Washington. Thanks for the sixth pick, Doug, but That's really all we were using you for there. You're a scapegoat. You're kind of buying your time. The last two years haven't been pretty. You made three straight playoff appearances, one Super Bowl win. Forever thankful for that. But there's something to be said about when you can look at your staff and you don't go, I need to make changes. I need to get better coaches in here. I need to get somebody that can make calls and plays for me instead of me doing it myself. I need to be a bigger picture guy. He didn't do that. He didn't make the adjustments that you should as a head coach. He didn't get, he wanted to keep bringing guys up internally, which is great, giving guys from different spots a new chance at a higher position in the NFL. Fantastic. But when your offense is struggling, when your defense wasn't what it was even just a few years ago with the same coach, I mean, Jim Schwartz wasn't a bad defensive coach, but there clearly need to be made changes. He has apparently pitched only guys internally, getting moved up. When you do that and you're not willing to look outside of the team and what has not been working what has been, clearly maybe they think you're thinking too much inside the box and not enough outside the box. So we'll see. The head coach that they pick will be very interesting. I assume they will go with an offensive-minded coach, whether it's enemy, which I think would be a very big get if they get him, the chances of getting him. Not huge, but I mean, they did interview, I think, Sala from the 49ers, but there's rumors he's going to the Jets. But now with Peterson getting fired, this also throws Peterson's name into the fire of coaches available. He's a Super Bowl winning coach in the past five years. He's made a few playoff appearances. He's taken a team that has been decimated with injuries to a playoff before. So he shows that he can work with what he's got and make it work somehow. But the question is, where does Doug Peterson potentially end up and who the Eagles future head coach is? I can't figure out the head coach at this moment. But Paul, if you had to take a guess, do you think Doug Peterson ends up as a head coach somewhere else? Or do you believe that he ends up maybe going back to like Kansas City and joining Andy Reid there? Because most likely, the enemy, the offensive coordinator there now, will be on his way out for a head coaching job.
0: Um Could be, but does he land in? Um, does he land in New Jersey?
1: There's rumors of that too, but I saw something today about Sala from the 49ers potentially having that job locked up. So that's what I don't know. Oh, he could. I mean, it would be a nice move for him, just simply, you know, just a little farther up the interstate for him, depending on where he's coming from. So I'm skipping a jump right onto the garbage Plus, then he doesn't have to worry about seeing the Eagles yearly but he'll still be you know afc still local he doesn't have to really uproot his family but who knows again thanks for the five years i i think it's hard moving on from the guy you've tabbed your franchise quarterback and you've already extended it but i also think if you're going to let go of the coach you gotta look at the gm who also they've worked on the drafts together And in five or six years that he's been there, they've drafted no pro bowlers. Says something about how you draft and how you build your team internally and how you coach them and how you manage them. You didn't manage them. You didn't make the right picks. I think that you need to clean house and get rid of Peterson and Roseman. Leaving one and not the other is like chopping off part of the head, believing enough that it still functions.
0: Goes back to that leadership decision. Yeah. They let Wentz take the fall or take the heat. And I think that's when the decision was made. And you're right. They both go.
1: Yeah. But right now, one stays. So we'll see. Those things. don't. I don't think. But all right. On to the NBA. We have some big news there before we wrap things up. So in the basketball world, lots of things happened just even in the past few hours since before we started the show. One being COVID issues galore, Paul. The NBA is being hit hard with COVID and safety protocols. We talked about it last week. We were like, is KD going to be the only one? Clearly not. We have the Celtics, Jason Tatum. We have yesterday the Hawks game, or no, today the Hawks game. Depending on when you're listening to this, I guess I should say. Wednesday, the Atlanta Hawks game was canceled. Oklahoma City, or no, the Phoenix Suns game was canceled. He had games canceled on Monday with the Mavericks. So games are being canceled. Games are being pushed. At what point do games get pushed too much that they're like, listen, we need to do something. They're trying to put in better safety protocols. They're now telling players, you can't even shake hands and talk after games. You have to do elbow bumps and fist bumps after playing 48 minutes against each other with no masks on, sweating on each other, posting up, but somehow after the game, if you talk for a few minutes and shake hands, no way. Doesn't work. I don't know how this is getting better, Greg.
0: I just don't. Uh, and, and how long is the season? It's going to be a 12-month season if this continues. Yeah. So the, I don't know if anybody got hit harder than the Celtics. They they went to they were going to go to bat with eight players eight became seven and it just became impossible. Um, I, I, we talked about it. Do they get a couple of mulligans? How do you? They got to come up with something and they got to draw some line. I don't know. It, they, I get it that there's some 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 uh, vaccines coming, and that should help the back half. But right now, you got to behave. You got to stop going yeah. out.
1: No guest at the hotel. Things like that. I feel like should be common knowledge like George Hill for the thunder came out saying like, I'm a grown man. I'm going to do what I want to do. You're also an employee for a league that makes billions of dollars that they need to pay your salary. Like there are certain parts, like they are very supportive, like racial injustice. They are right behind you in supporting all these different things. Like the NBA is always focused on trying to help you, the player. And they've been very good about that, I feel like, over the past few years, especially, letting players freely express themselves, where a lot of leagues kind of try to put the gabosh on it. They're asking you to not even be in a bubble right now. They're allowing you to kind of live your life, see your family, do that. They're asking you to follow, yes, you can consider them strict rules, but if it means your season goes on, if it means you get your salary, if it means you get to still see your family when you're not on a road trip, I feel like you should be able to do it. You have, to have team dinners. Have dinners if you really want to. Have dinners with the other guy, but go to his house and sit six feet apart. Like, If you're going to break it, at least try to do it as the smartest way possible.
0: Well, you're not breaking it if they all do it, right? So if yeah. if 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 Jason Tatum goes home
1: and he's By the way, been do quarantining. You like, I was gonna like, say, do you like how they said he had to he was told immediately after the game that he was positive and they rushed him into quarantine? Like that matters. He and just he went out and played the game against He just went out and played a game against the Wizards. But hey. Spit all over We got him into quarantine super fast. But guess what? The Wizards had to push their next game. Didn't have the results till right after the game. Funny, he was he was on oh, really? fire.
0: <laughs> there, how 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 tall is this? Uh, how tall is uh, what's his name? Seven Taco, foot seven.
1: Oh, Taco Fall.
0: So Taco Fall.
1: If he ever falls, actually, you falls can't arm.
0: lose. Stand him under the basket and just swat down every shot. They'll never get a three point play.
1: You know, quickly bringing that up. This is another thing I've never understood. So you have guys like Taco Fall and Boba Marjanovic who's on the uh Mavericks who's also like 7-4 who's also like freakishly tall and can kind of run and play offense and defense they get like 10 minutes a game i feel like if you have guys that are this tall and this this athletic some team somewhere would want to play them normal amount of time you you, you
0: all he has to do is stand there and swat let's, out the uh
1: let's start a franchise you and I will start an NBA franchise and we will just request to be traded all the tall guys that aren't starters like the Boba Bobons and the taco falls. And we're just going to make a lineup where it doesn't matter where you on the co- are on the court. They're going to be there arms just in the air. And if you can get it past them, congrats, but guess what? Black on the other cool. end, they're going to dominate you. Cause they're going to pass it to one another high in the sky and like Dunk it like it's Space Jam when the arms are stretched out.
0: I'm watching Taco Fall go in and literally put the ball in the net. uh, And he's like six inches off the floor. And he's like staring at the the rim with his
1: eyes.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm like, all right. They were supposed to get crushed, right? Because nobody was going to play. This guy just... And and the highlights were just him batting the ball all over the place. It was great. Loved it.
1: It was was pretty good. (laughs) But yeah. So... COVID's running rampant. So the real question is, I guess, oh, for another example, Zion Williamson just went into protocols today. So like you have all of these guys, all of these superstars. And in the NBA, you have two to three guys at most on each team that are household names, or maybe even you just have one. Like you have certain guys or just like people that casually watch the NBA go, oh, they're playing. I at least know so-and-so is going to be playing. I'm going to watch. You have guys like Jason Tatum not playing. You have guys like Zion and others not playing. You start to lose the viewership that you were holding on to because people don't want to watch, no offense, Josh Hart or Bruce Brown starting instead of Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson. They just don't. It fills seats.
0: It sells advertising. It gets TV time. There's there's no seats to fill right now. (laughs)
1: There's no Well, I, well, I know. I, but, <laughs> no, I know. I know it's the saying. But uh, uh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They have to be stricter, but it's really just players have to be more accountable. They find James Harden at the beginning of the year. I feel like they're just going to have to start finding guys, but then do guys and just say, yeah, okay, well, F it and find me. Or, yeah, find okay, me I'm, just I'm just not going to play. Gonna play. Because we have an example of that, essentially, with Kyrie Irving, which I don't know if you've heard about this at all. But Kyrie Irving has been MIA, essentially, since last week, the day of the Capitol riots, apparently, he, did, he said he wasn't going to play due to personal reasons. Most thought maybe it was like a political stand against what happened, especially because of you know the comparisons to how people were treated compared to Black Lives Matter over the summer. But Steve Nash was like, I never heard from him. The ownership said like they never heard from him. He kind of just like disappeared. He hasn't returned to any games and he's at least out now, they've said through Saturday because videos emerged of him at a birthday party for like family where it's like a bunch of people, which is against NBA protocols. But again, there's still been like zero contact from Kyrie with the Nets. So the question is, how long does this go on and how long does the NBA allow it? Because the NBA gets mad when a team's like, we're resting our star for the night because essentially we want to rest him, but we're going to say he has like an ankle injury that we're just trying to avoid. Whereas Kyrie Irving just straight up like, come find me. I don't know. I'm not playing. And everybody's like, oh, that's, okay.
0: That's bizarre. That's just an oddity no matter what. But in, in this time, even, and if he doesn't want to play or if he wants to make a stance, but nothing, no contact, no, no communication, nothing, no statement. Does that mean I quit? Well, I'm a breach a contract. For-
1: people are wondering, like, is he going to retire? Like what is going on here? What is happening? Because one, he should be fine for the games he missed because the Nets were playing shorthanded anyway without Kevin Durant. And then Kyrie disappears so it's like okay um cool we're paying you millions of dollars and you're not even allowed you're not even talking to us one that shows a lack of maturity which we all know Kyrie Irving has we know he's kind of crazy (laughs) he's talked about the flat earth before and how he believes in it and we saw him saging the whole TD garden before he played there so we know like He's where he released a statement to the media saying, I'm not going to talk to the media, and then got fined by the NBA for refusing to talk to the actual media because you can't just give statements it through like a press release. You need to actually talk to them. You're one of the top 15 players in the league. Like You can't just ignore it. Sorry, you chose this life of being, one, you were super talented, so you, you were gifted this life, essentially, of NBA stardom. You're one of the best, most talented players there is. Again, if you don't want to talk to the media, talk for two minutes. Like, I don't think there's a time requirement. It's just you literally have to stand there in front of the microphones, say a few words. Bill Belichick can do it. You can do it.
0: I don't know what's going on in his life. I don't know. But he's got to get his head out of his rear end, and he's got to talk to somebody.
1: I don't know if he thinks he's better than everybody or what it is. Like, I feel like there has to be some air of arrogance to just have the thought of, I'm not going to even tell the people that pay me millions of dollars where I am, what I'm doing, if I'm even showing up anymore for the season. But cool, we're going to let them try to figure it out and everybody can speculate. And then I'm going to get mad at the media for speculating what I'm doing because I'm not saying anything.
0: But then to be seen at a birthday party and, and go, just breaking the rules... Talk about having zero respect. I don't care about the team. How about every other team? How about your, 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 your players on your team? Forget the, the ownership. Uh,
1: it's not good. That's what I mean. And the, the thing that is confusing, before we even get to this trade that happened with the Nets, which is kind of, I think, to offset what's happening with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving apparently like two years ago before hitting free agency basically said, wherever I'm going, I'm going like they said to each other, wherever you go, I go. But it sounded more so like wherever Kyrie Irving said he's going, Kevin Durant said, okay, I'll go too. And it makes zero sense. Kevin Durant's a top five player in the world. He could literally go to any team he wants to make any decision he wants to, and basically say to them, Hey, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, try to make it happen. If he can, like, he could have gone to any possibility, he has seen what Kyrie Irving is. Yes, very talented player. But he has seen what he is without LeBron James basically controlling him. Because people are now realizing, wow, LeBron kept Kyrie Irving in check in Cleveland for four years. He then went on to the Boston Celtics where it was a complete train wreck. He lacked <laughs> the leadership and everything. And now he comes to the Nets. Same situation, but you as a top five guy in the world said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a follower and follow you. It's just bizarre. That makes no sense. That it, makes no sense. It makes no sense. But I mean, I, I'll say it. Kevin Durant's a follower, apparently. He's not a leader. He's he's never been the guy that wants to be the leader. He went to the Golden State Warriors where Steph Curry was the leader. He went to be a follower of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He joined it to be the third musketeer. He didn't want to be the guy that has to be the face. He was the face basically in Oklahoma City. He didn't like it. Luckily, he had Russell Westbrook who kind of took it from him. But Kevin Durant has never wanted to be the guy, even though he is the guy basically on any team he's ever going to be on. It's oddly bizarre. But that's what it is. And to replace Kyrie Irving, who was supposed to be the guy and the face that Kevin Durant followed, the Nets went out and made a trade for a tubby guy, James
0: Harden. (laughs) Did they throw in a couple of grosses of Twinkies?
1: Uh, I heard he got to bring his KFC stainless steel KFC chicken bucket. That's all I saw. I mean, so... Good for them, because I mean, that's all I they got in the trade. Chicken. The Nets traded in a four-team trade. They got James Harden. They gave up Karis Levert to the Pacers. The Pacers sent Victor Aladipo to the Rockets. The Nets also sent away Jarrett Allen, uh, Tarion Prince. I feel like half their team, and the first-round picks for like the next four years for James Harden. <laughs> who has checked out yesterday said the Rockets are a complete disaster and he wants nothing to do with it. And it's hopeless. So great character guy for your team. Uh, He's overweight right now. It's clear as day to see. He was checked out mentally in Houston. So you hope he checks back in for the nets, but if things go South also, it's weird, but what do you think? It's a huge trade. It's a blockbuster trade at this point. If Kyrie Irving comes back, the Nets will have three of the top arguably 10 players in the league on their team. They have nobody else, but they have three. How, of the does the like
0: that how does, how does a trade like that even go down? Who, who
1: masterminds it? You surprisingly, you kind of bring people in, like they have the GMs, but they have like an outside group come in kind of and be like this salary matches up here. this salary matches up here. This is how you make it work. Everybody happy. Okay. Usually, so with a like Harrison Yeah.
0: Usually,
1: you have to get <laughs> other teams involved. So, clearly, four team trade. But the fact that the Nets literally they got nobody else, they traded away young, promising players, especially in Allen and Lovert for James Harden, who, yeah, he's a superstar. Like, he is. But I feel like you need more role players than a third guy, because all the three of them are going to do is each hold onto the ball for 10 seconds each. And then whoever gets it last that time gets to shoot. <laughs> that
0: could be, uh, that could be terrible to watch.
1: It could be, but it also could be the most entertaining thing to watch because again, You have three of the most likely best, not only best players, but best scorers in the league on one team. So you could have a team that every time down, they could literally just put up 150 points a night if they wanted to. Each of those guys is capable of putting up 50 points a night. The question is, the Nets are all in now. The Nets have already been down this road. The Nets years ago went all in and traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett on the tail ends of their career, gave up. A boatload of draft picks basically put themselves in a ditch for the foreseeable future going all in, trying to win a championship. It did not work. They are doing the same thing again, granted with much better players. Don't know if it works though. Cause if it doesn't, there's gonna be a lot of finger pointing. And I don't really know how much criticism any of the three of them can take.
0: Well, you have two guys that are high scoring, and one that's rather eat birthday cake.
1: You have well, no, you have two guys that are high scoring, and one that you you don't know where he is, <laughs> <laughs> which is also kind of that an are, issue. That's bad. You think you don't know where one of your three players, top diddy. three players, is, and you just traded away half your team for one guy. That's what doesn't make sense. Like, if at least guarantee me that Kyrie Irving's coming back. Like, say in a statement, like, hey, we traded for James Irvin. Oh, and yeah, Kyrie said he's going to be back. He's not (laughs) retiring. Like, tell us that. Because right now you're telling Nets fans, we traded like seven assets for one guy. We're hoping it works.
0: That's uh, tough to take. The fans must be like dying. dying.
1: I mean, they're probably ecstatic because they're Nets fans. And, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, watched the Nets mainly as a basketball team. And, like, I remember the Jason Kidd era with Kenya Martin and Richard Jefferson making the title runs. It was fun. These three guys are way more talented than that. But it's a matter of if they can mesh together and if it'll work. And I I don't know. I don't know how it works because you need bench players. You need a bench to win games usually. They don't really have a bench now. They traded the whole team. They did. They essentially said, you can keep the water boy because we feel like they need to be hydrated.
0: (laughs) They have a contract with
1: Gatorade. Yeah, it's it's like the only, it's the only person I think they kept in this trade. They said Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are allowed to stay. Everybody else is basically out. Get out. I mean, yeah, they have a few pieces. They have like a Joe Harris, they have DeAndre Jordan, but again, you're mortgaging your future for your present, and if it doesn't work out, you're again screwed, and you're probably just going to start the cycle all over again because the Nets seem to just keep wanting to repeat history, and it's not pretty. I've left you speech. Where's Waldo? <laughs> I was just gonna say, no, left we. You speechless. I,
0: I'm far away that somebody can be that much of a figure, that much of a a public figure, that much of a sports icon and disappear.
1: It's how he's always been. Who's he mad at? The world, the media. I mean, all of it. Got when the
0: team was going to bring in Twinkie the Kid?
1: Who? Who?
0: They brought, they're bringing in Mr. Weight Gain.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, who's Twinkie the kid? <laughs> uh, well, you know what, Paul? On that note, though, speaking of Twinkies, not really Twinkies, speaking of products in general, though, if you want to get products and you like shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to 12 dot slash Amazon. It'll take you right to Amazon through us. When you buy things through Amazon, following that link, we get helped out in the process. It's a win-win for everybody. You get the product you still need. We get help because Amazon basically says, hey, we have billions. Take this two and a half nickels, rub them together. That's what you get for the people using your link to come by through us. That's again though, 12OunceSports.com slash Amazon. That's where you're gonna go to help 12 Ounce Sports and to help us in general grow. So Paul, besides that, besides Twinkies, besides the Nets and their situation, one last thing to talk about. Last year was the first show of the new year, but we didn't talk about it. Our new year's resolutions. Now, most people do the resolutions and it's like, I want to lose weight. I want to eat better. I want to watch less TV and drink less alcohol. Fantastic for you. That's not our resolutions. We're going to do sports resolutions. What are we going to do to become either bigger sports fans or make ourselves a little more tolerable to our wives by watching less sports? Well,
0: I need to probably watch a little bit more. Um, I need to diversify a little bit. And I think you and I both could use a little bit of hockey in our lives.
1: We do. Do you know why? I'm in a 12-ounce sports fantasy hockey league. Don't even know who I picked. Oh, my God. I picked three guys (laughs) that I knew their names. And the rest, I was just like, you're the highest ranked. That's how I did it. I felt like you the first time you played fantasy football. Where Maybe you were like, he's a year, Patriot. Yeah. He's a Patriot. I, I'm going to take the Patriots. And I was like, that's not a good strategy.
0: <laughs> no, like, no, he's no. the no, fifth no, I, I think you have me confused. I used to have my last name. But anyway, <laughs> I believe I've gotten better. I had a heck of a team this year. You
1: did have a heck of a team this year. I just had a heck of a better team.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what I had, I had Russell Wilson, baby. <laughs> so, anyway. I am going to watch more hockey. Okay. I'm going to watch hockey highlights. It's going to <laughs> be it's
1: tough. It's better than nothing. It it's counts. going to be tough.
0: I used to like hockey. Back when you couldn't see the puck on TV because the static on the TV was so bad. <laughs> Black and white, round screen. No, I'm not that old.
1: All right, that's a good one. Watching hockey, I I think that's good. Trying to learn some players' names, I assume. Hey, by the way,
0: I learned by the time I I started to watch a little bit of Bruins, and the whole freaking team left
1: (laughs) the whole defense gone. We we have to get better at watching hockey just so at one point we can maybe invite. Cody on from World Hockey Report and talk hockey with him. And we can just do like a little fun little quiz maybe and he can give us each three questions that are the most basic known things oh, about the NHL. <laughs> we can see how bad we zero are. To zero? Oh, That'd that's be fun. a good one.
0: I, I, I like to poke fun.
1: I think my resolution is going to be for the sake of my own health. <laughs> I don't need to watch Every basketball game that's on TV, including the ones that are on at like 1030 at night. I don't think I need to stay up for those <laughs> or try to catch at least part of them to know what's happening. I think there's a point in time where it's, I watch two children during the day as a stay at home. Dad sleep is more important <laughs> than the Pelicans blazers game that I have no care about, <laughs> but I just am like, I need to watch this.
0: You know, I, I, I know you are an avid sports fan. A little bit. And I really did not know how big of an NBA fan you are.
1: I've grown to like the NBA a lot more over the past, I'd say five years, I've gotten much more into the NBA. I think it actually started with, when I first started the show, my former co-host, James, was a big NBA guy. And that was was his sweet spot talking about and I was like, okay, if I'm going to keep up with this, I actually have to get into it. And then I just started watching it. I don't have a fandom. I think that also helps. So I don't, I just follow players. I'm like, oh, I am going to watch this because I'm one of those guys. I'm like, oh, it's a game with Zion Williamson and Damian Lillard. I'll watch it. Those are two huge guys right now in the NBA. Let me watch that. I don't have a fandom. So I'll watch anybody. I don't really care who wins, but I just enjoy watching the game. So
0: so you're going to unplug and disconnect from the NBA unless
1: it's like a seven o'clock game critical. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a huge yeah. game or like one of those, I feel like I can't miss it. But if it's a throwaway game at 10 something at night that I re- it's like two terrible teams. I have no reason I should stay up. That's true. Really how it is. Cause then you'll have more energy to watch the PM game. <laughs> and I'll have more energy to watch my children also. <laughs> Forgot about them. I'm sorry. Those, those, those things. Those two little adorable things that are kind of the reason why I probably should get more sleep. But yeah, that's my resolution. Yours is to watch more hockey. I feel like I'll be good with that because I'll have the fantasy hockey to try to keep my head in the game of understanding at least who's playing on my team. So I can at least point to being like, Well, I know for a fact Alex Ovechkin has had a very good year so far. Or I can say I know for a fact Ovechkin has sucked. And that's going to be basically my two cents.
0: What if we both had to watch tennis?
1: I don't mind tennis, but again, it has to be the big names. Like if it's not Rafa or Djokovic or Federer or the Williams sisters, like unless it's like one of those. And if it's not the finals, (laughs) I'm kind of like, yeah, also. It has to be the meaningful (laughs) match. And I'll throw it on in the summer. That's about it. <laughs> is it background? I don't know. It
0: means it's summer if tennis is on.
1: I know it was really it's enjoyable. Of a, it's actually more.
0: Watching Serena.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just anybody.
0: It's it's like she's trying to hit that ball. Nothing was more enjoyable than watching John McEnroe trash the umps. It was
1: hysterical. Yes. He
0: got out of control a lot.
1: I forget who the guy that currently basically does that is. I forget the name. But there's a guy in tennis oh, that he really was, does that now.
0: I don't know his name, but I watched one, and he actually came out and apologized. He was yeah. horrific. Was totally off
1: the but okay, that's. I think that's good resolutions. You know, if you're listening and you want to tell us what your resolution is, you can find us at sportstance underscore on Twitter or Sidekick Paul eighty three. He actually, Paul, you've done surprisingly well with tweeting. I'm I'm kind of shocked. I didn't think it you would be. No, I this try far. to go out of my. Way. That could I, be your I, other. I, <laughs> that could be your resolution partly. Keep up with the tweeting I, sports. I
0: do. I do what I do. Look and read, and I try to stay off because sometimes I get hooked on. Some non-sports topics, and and it gets me crazy, so it gets my blood pressure.
1: This weekend, you and I will sit next to each other and we'll just tweet the games away.
0: We'll tweet the living daylights out of it. Hey, maybe we could have a guest speaker. We could do a little early recording.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: He only has one time.
1: Yeah. That that makes it tough, and it's Tom Brady. (laughs) Yes. No, he wants Tom Brady to lose. Oh, well. No, he's not allowed on the show. And he <laughs> he two two big Tom Brady fans here. Biggest Tom Brady fans there are am, on the sports oh, stands.
0: Oh, what did you do with my son-in-law? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> oh, man, the man with a boat.
1: Yeah. All right, Paul, that'll wrap it up, though. Again, thanks for tuning into the sports stands on 12-ounce sports. If you check us out and you like what you hear, make sure you check out the other great shows like Mike set up first, World Hockey Report, Pete's Power Plays, The Burn with Mitch, Captain Lulu's Extravaganza, High Takes. There's just Glenn's dynamic. Like There's just a lot. We got a lot of shows. We're growing every week. Check us out. Get on the boat now. Get filling your cup now with us at 12 on Sports before we take off to the moon. Because I'm telling you what, Paul, views are going up. Numbers are going up. We're about to just take off any day now. But again, watch out. World, watch out. You don't even know it. Indonesia, we didn't forget about you.
0: 71, <laughs>
1: the Philippines, we're coming. World tour. All right. My name is Greg. As always, Paul is with me. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.
0: The Sports sports Stance.